0: I guess we're ready. Um, this is Charlotte Pierce. I'm the producer of Ready Row USA, and this is our continuing coverage of the U.S. Rowing Convention, where we met Dr. Ramona Cox of Doc Wayne. And uh, most other people had heard of Doc Wayne. I, it was new to me at the convention, but now I know quite a bit about it, and we'll have you uh, tell us more. Um, welcome to the to the show, and thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you're <laughs> you're out in Detroit and how how did you get um, how did you get connected with, with rowing? I mean, I know that's not exact you know, or tell us a little bit about how I guess your background in sports and how you kind of came to be this expertise that you have now.
1: Sure. So again, my name is Ramona Cox and I am the director of the Champions Network with Doc Wayne, and Doc Wayne is a sport-based therapy organization. We do group and individualized um, therapy for clients in the greater Boston area, Um, but the Champions Network is our external training arm where we do training with a lot of different organizations, um, people that come to us and want trainings on trauma-informed care, mental health. Um, we also do trainings on specialized uh, clientele like athletes of color, athletes that identify as LGBTQ+. And this allows us to spread our, the word, not only across the nation, but also internationally. Mm-hmm. I have been playing sports pretty much all of my life, and that's how I have become, you know, in this particular area. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of my work has been in sport-based youth uh, development. I am not a clinician. I'm not a therapist. Um, my PhD is in sports psychology. Um, a lot of the work that I had done previously had been in getting girls active in sports, getting them participating in sports, mostly mm-hmm. because I had seen and experienced a lot of the benefits of participating in sport. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those ben- uh, benefits are mental health benefits. And that's how I came across Doc Wayne. And I'm now working with Doc Wayne. I believe that this work that we're doing right now is, very important considering a lot of the things that are going on in the world and we need to galvanize coaches anyone that is working with youth to be able to have the tools to help the youth that they're working with
0: and do you find that um coaches and like sports organizations are like latching onto this idea and kind of being more mindful of especially girls, but all,
1: all all genders
0: um, aware. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. All of the youth that they're working with, um, you know, sometimes kids come to you with a lot of the things that are going on at home and as coaches. And one of the things that I did not mention is that I'm currently a coach um, as well. So I don't have a background in rowing, but I am a volleyball coach. Mm -hmm. And, There's no longer the ability to just come to the field or to the water or to the gym and just be a coach and teach the X's and O's and leave. Um, There are additional responsibilities that come with that. Mm -hmm. One of them is to support kids uh, that are uh, dealing with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we come in, where we supply tips on how to make their spaces more safe for the kids that they are serving.
0: And does this require a big investment of time and resources on the part of a sports organization? Or is that, should that seems like that should just be part of mm. the, the co- cost of doing business for la- lack of a better word, but.
1: Yeah. So I think that as a coach, you should always be trying to get better. So whatever mm-hmm. it is that you need to do in terms of, you know, professional oh, development, you should always mm-hmm. be getting better. Um, we are offering our services to different organizations so that we can provide those those professional development opportunities for coaches uh, because, you know, sometimes they are in those situations and they don't know what to do. Right. And so we want to give them um, ideas of what to look for when they have a situation with a kid that may be withdrawn, and they may be dealing with something. But we want to give them, you know, tips on what to look for, mm-hmm. and they see something, what they can do, provide them with those resources. A lot of coaches don't have that, and again, that's where we come in and talk about, you know, w- what is it that you're looking for and athletes that may be dealing with mental health issues, where do those mental health issues come from, right? Because a lot of people don't know. Um, We talk about trauma-informed care. So in talking about that, we first talk about trauma. As a coach, when I first started, those are things that I did not learn. And so we want to teach about that because again, kids are going through so much. And then they come to your space, and sometimes they, they look to your space to be that safe space. So we want to make sure that we're helping coach provide, coaches provide that safe space. So we talk about that. We talk about trauma-informed care. We talk about ways that you know you can make your space safe, how you can allow kids to collaborate in the activities that you're doing to make them feel more comfortable. So we provide all of those things. In our um, workshops where we talk about athletes of color or serving youth of color or serving youth um, that identify as LGBTQ+, that's where we also focus on those different um, aspects of youth and talk about the history and then talk about making them feel safe. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't have that background. And so we want to, again, make sure that the coaches feel comfortable when, you know, kids that, you know, identify as um, you know, different genders, um, how to feel safe and make those kids feel safe because you don't mm-hmm. want them not coming to your space because they don't feel comfortable.
0: And how do, how do sports organizations find you and do you find that they, like, do they find you in time or do they, do they find resources like yours in time, you know, um, or is it when, you know, for prevention of
1: trauma or a
0: crisis, is it when things have uh, gotten
1: just a little bit of both? Mm -hmm. Um, We had been doing some workshops But, of course, once COVID happened, uh, we did get a lot of inquiries about how to deal with that. Because, you know, once COVID happened, there was a lot of trauma that not only kids were dealing with, but adults were dealing with as well. So we had uh, kids in COVID conversations um, and how to deal with, you know, the isolation, the loss, those things. So it could be that people are reaching out to us because trauma has happened, but also people come to us um, as uh, prevention before something happens, which is the best to come to mm-hmm. us before something happens, developing safe spaces for kids before something happens. All right. So, so uh, yeah. networking, um, mm-hmm. you know, before I even worked for Doc Wayne, I had known about Doc Wayne. As a uh, sport-based youth uh, development an organization, and so mm-hmm. a lot of through networking, um, there are funders that are out there that will fund our source our, our resources for different organizations. Mm-hmm. And so, if there are organizations that um, have difficulty, you know, paying for for our resources, there are funders mm-hmm. that will assist with that as well.
0: So I didn't realize it was based in the Boston area where I am, but um, yeah. So yeah. do you get out here m- much?
1: Yes. Yeah. So yeah. our individualized and group therapy is based in Boston. Okay. However, we are doing our external training. We've been doing that across the, the yeah. country. And we've also done some international training. So mm-hmm. we've um, uh, last year we did training with Kenyan coaches and oh, wow. so, yeah so we've had a couple of trainings with Kenyan coaches and one of our board members was able to go and visit them after we had done some of those mm-hmm. trainings so that was awesome go visit actually talk to those coaches and again we're looking to add to our curriculum assistance for coaches that are also dealing with trauma and I personally saw that a lot when we were working with those Kenyan coaches. So we're talking to them about how to deal with their students or athletes, but they were asking questions about the trauma that they're dealing with as well. Yeah, and so interesting. to expand to, you know, offer services for the coaches as well.
0: That must have been fascinating.
1: Yes, very diff- fascinating.
0: Yeah, because just to get that different, like, it's like um, I, at the head of the Charles, I um, interviewed my friend Sh- um, Sinead Fitzgibbon from Next Boat Works, interviewed the uh, R- Ukrainian rowing team. Ooh. So there were the women and the men came, and they're older, you know, they're adults, but they were talking about, you know, how the kids have kind of had this. This the whole system has been completely interrupted by the war, and you know just the the trauma that they're going through was was deep, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, and so that kind of ties into the other workshop that I did on coach wellness
0: at the U.S. Rowing Convention. Yeah.
1: Yes, and so you know we talked about how coaches really need to. Look out for themselves in order to be present and coach their youth. And so we mm-hmm. talked about self-care ways that coaches can kind of look out for themselves, um, utilize their support systems to be able to be present for their youth that they're working for. right. Because
0: yeah. like I mean you you walk by people on the street or you the kids come down to the boathouse. And at any given time, you know, they might be going through something intense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you, you can just kind of assume that, you know, so it's um, it's good to have those skills. I know when I did the safe sport uh, training because I'm on the board of a high school team here. And, you know, like just the, the, just the being mindful of what's going on with kids, you know, is is really important.
1: I think um, I mentioned within the training that this is something that all coaches should do, and it's it can be very simple, and that's a check-in at the beginning yeah. of practice mm-hmm. or in the middle of practice mm-hmm. or at the end of practice where you are checking in with your athletes just to see how they're doing. And we do that in staff meetings as well, just to mm-hmm. check To see how they're doing. And if you notice something, you can always check back with that athlete to say, you know, I noticed that, you know, when we did the check in, this is what you said. I just wanted to follow up. You know, what was going on with that?
0: So, like, take them aside.
1: Mm -hmm. See that little, but you have to have
0: the skills to kind of notice that
1: area. Yeah. 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 So, some of the things that you would want to be looking for is, one, you want to have have an understanding of all of your athletes so that you understand their baseline so that you know mm-hmm. that there's going to be some differences, right? And yeah. so from there, you know, are, are kids coming into practice now, you know, no, more irritable? Um, are they more frustrated than normal? Right. Um, maybe someone that is usually really into practice, now they're a little bit more quiet or they're withdrawn mm-hmm. um, or physical things could be, you know, they're having changes in their eating patterns or their um, sleep patterns or, you know, things like that, weight yeah. loss or weight gain. Those are some of the signs that you can see um, that would make you want to check in with your athletes. Yeah
0: and And you find that sports the the the, the exercise of sports in a he- healthy, you know supportive environment can mm-hmm. be instrumental in helping kids get through things they might be going through
1: absolutely i I, I definitely believe so, and mm-hmm. I believe that, that is why. You know, I continue to play sports, why I want to be a coach, mm-hmm. why I like being a mentor, uh, because a lot of times when kids are having these issues, you know, at home or at school, they're looking for that safe space and they want to come and be in your presence. Right. And so, again, you want to make sure that you can do whatever you can to make that an inviting, caring supportive space for those kids to come to yeah
0: well i know when i get cranky and irritable and anxious and you know it's probably because i haven't done my i haven't been playing my are you doing gone rowing lately you know you know it's just like your body just needs that after a while i think in mm-hmm. your mind you know mm-hmm. let me just uh mention a couple things i just wanted to kind of check in this is um if you're listening on the podcast apps, we're on all the podcast apps. Ramona Dr. Cox will be will be on your Apple podcasts in, in a couple of days. and we are readyrowusa.com. So you can just search for Ready Row USA. Um, and we have Pierce Press is my publishing company. It's one of our sponsors. <laughs> sweat equity sponsor um, Laura Williams Pages is a sponsor she does our websites and uh, many other people's websites a lot of uh, campaigns and uh, WordPress is her specialty um, Burnham Boat Slings we love them they're the best uh, Linda Murray from, from Burnham Boat was there at the convention Ramona and okay, you, you, might, you just have to get to know her she's just the best okay. the whole company is great you know they're up in new hampshire near me but um so we're going to continue with our uh, r- u.s rowing convention um coverage special since the convention was february 3rd to the 5th and we missed a couple of people so we're going to catch them jenny Traus is coming on next week and i think we're going to try and reschedule um mary whipple who is a olympic coxswain of great, great. note and she has a company called the ninth seat where she does, uh, you know, consulting and training and many, many wonderful things. Um, Ramona, uh, excuse me, Dr. Cox, um, <laughs> I uh, was wondering. I just wanted to touch on kind of your background. Now that we kind of hear what you're doing, um, like what what you know, you. I know you you believe in sports as. Uh, way of life kind of basically, but um, what did it do for you? What were your challenges? Did you recognize its value to your own personal development when you were growing up and a young adult?
1: Mm -hmm. So there were many benefits. Um, And I think that it matches up with a lot of the research in terms of why kids participate in sport and why they continue to come back and it aligns with the research that i've also done personally um specifically with girls but it 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 follows a lot of you know why kids participate and one was it's fun and that's the main Mm -hmm. reason that kids participate right and that ties with mental health Mm -hmm. we're having fun (laughs) Right, That is is, um, directly aligned to positive mental health. And for me, it was fun for me to be able to participate in a lot of different sports. So when I was younger, in middle school, I didn't play just one sport. I um, Mm -hmm. cheered, I played softball, I did uh, track and field, I played basketball and it allowed me to learn a lot of different things. It allowed me to um, meet a lot of people, had a lot of friends, allowed me to go to different places and, you know, still have some of those friendships still. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, were there adversities at times? Of course, but I think that some of those adversities definitely made me a better person, you know? There are stressors that athletes do have to deal with when it comes Mm -hmm. to, you know, participating in their sport at a higher level. And um, that is, again, why we need coaches there to help them deal with those stressors. Mm -hmm. So as you are moving up and continuing that sports participation at the higher level, high school and college level, you know, things like having to manage time, you know, doing your sports and your academics, that is going to lead to you being able to do that in, as an adult, you know, sure. as you start to, you know, work. Um, things like, you know, playtime, things are not always going to go your way. So if you are wanting something, you have to work very hard for it. Sure. That's yeah. a life skill that you have to deal with. But it can be very difficult. And so that is where these coaches come in to help support athletes in learning that life skill.
0: Absolutely.
1: yeah.
0: And, you know, I can walk into a boathouse and I'll see a lot of people like me in there, you know, white people. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one thing we're trying to change about rowing, Mm -hmm. many of us. Um, But is that a stressor for for kids of color are you know, different communities, different backgrounds, it, I mean, that can.
1: Mm-hmm. That so can be, mm-hmm. I think there are, but there are particular cultural things that can be a stressor. And mm-hmm. so um, this is uh, really falls into, you know, the research that I did that um, lends itself to the barriers for girls not participating in sport, yeah. um, you know, things like not having transportation, uh, not having the money to participate in sport. So I don't know how much it costs to row, but I know in volleyball, club volleyball is very expensive. I don't have the money, so I can't participate. That lends itself to them not having, you know, some scholarship opportunities potentially. And right? getting
0: to the elite level if that's exactly. within their skill set. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, right. Mm-hmm. You know, helping girls of color deal with, you know, how, how do I manage my hair? Um, mm-hmm. You know, cause when it gets sweaty, you know, it, it's a little bit more difficult to manage. Yeah. Um, That's
0: really a thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Girls may not have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So there are some race and cultural things that, um, you know, girls of color have to deal with and that we have to Consider to help them navigate in order mm-hmm. to participate in sport.
0: Yeah, for sure,
1: it can be a stressor.
0: Yeah, I, I hear a lot about that. You know, mm-hmm. those guys. Uh, did you meet the um, Kyle uh, Williams and um, Kamal Carter at uh, from a long talk?
1: Uh you know, I had to leave when they were doing the oh, uh, yeah. airport. When they, There's a. Uh, I did an
0: interview with them too. And, and okay. I think we're going to start kind of like a series with them because that was such a powerful
1: mm-hmm. message
0: that they had, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, we're, we're going to collaborate, but, That's awesome. um, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's what's next for you and for Doc Wayne and Champions? Do you have any big projects in the works? Do you are you hiring? <laughs> are you, yeah. Like uh, do you like what's going on?
1: Yeah, so we have a number of trainings that are coming up, and as mm-hmm. I mentioned, we have a, a ton of things that um, are nationwide. So I do travel, even though I'm based in Detroit, so when we have trainings in different cities, different states. I do travel to do those trainings. One of our uh, biggest is a partnership with ESPN that we have right now. So uh, this partnership will allow us to do trainings in Los Angeles, Charlotte, and New York. And so we are working on that right now. So we'll be doing trauma-informed care uh, trainings there. And then we will also be doing trainings that our clinicians do Mm
0: -hmm. in
1: Boston. So we'll be training them on those, uh, the curriculum that they do. So that is exciting because we'll be able to spread, again, the message. We're not just based in Boston. We're able to spread this message, you know, nationwide. And we'll be working with different coaches and you know, boys and girls clubs, after school programs to be able mm-hmm. to help coaches, again, support their athletes.
0: Yeah, well, I think um, what you do is is really important. And, you know, I'm really, uh, it's an honor to meet you and to be able to talk with you and help spread the word. You know, I it's going to be good for all of us if you succeed. So
1: yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, uh, you. need it.
0: Yeah, let's continue to talk about this and keep me posted. I'd love to get the word out about what you do. And we've connected on social media and so forth. Um, And let's continue to do that. Maybe we'll check in in about six months and see how things are going. Um, Have a little spotlight or something. Um, I'd like to invite people besides, you know, subscribing to our YouTube channel and our podcast channels, it really helps. So it helps us get the word out about things that that people like Dr. Cox are doing and and the long talk and I don't know, Arshay Cooper and not, you know, in many people who are trying to expand the sport and improve the sport of rowing. So that um, it, it helps us, that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we're dedicated to that this
1: year. Yes, yeah, so um, find mm-hmm. more information on our, our website. Which is yep. org, And then we're also on social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter.
0: Yeah, excellent. And those are all linked on on your website, right? On Doc Wayne. Yeah, yeah right. If people want to be a part of the podcast that are live stream, submit your club news and your gadgets and gear and we'll do a club spotlight. We just like we love to get little little rowing clubs in like rural Virginia or you know, wherever you are. And just like drop in and and see what works for you, what doesn't, what just, whether you need somebody to, you're hiring somebody or, you know, you bought a new boat or, you know, it's just like random stuff that that tells a story of rowing is what we're, what we're about. And um, we really appreciate everybody listening. We have one comment. Rebecca Rullier. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Rebecca, for coming by. And uh, we have Several other live listeners, please continue to do this. It's really much more interesting when we have live interaction. So, our I mean, it, this was interesting, but
1: but it's it's um, fun. It's fun. The director at, at DocWayne. What's that? Becky is the deputy director at Doc Wayne. So thanks.
0: Excellent, thank Becky. Thank you for dropping by. And uh, Dr. Cox, you are the best. I really appreciate what you're doing. And uh, I'll see you again when we have you back on uh, for an update.
1: Thank you. I appreciate (laughs) it.
0: You're welcome. Take care. All right.